that, and may the Lord give us a passion uh, for the lost. But speaking of the body coming around people, um, why don't we pray over our two uh, couples that are leaving, the Cooks and the Amoses? Is that okay if we pray over you guys? Can we have... Um, I'm going to have you, Shane, pray for the Cooks. You sort of know what they're going through. Does anybody care you want to pray for the Amoses? And... Um, just we want to send you off in prayer. You'll be in our hearts. You know that. And we'll continue to pray for you. The foundation I know you guys have built on is a good one. And we want you to keep building on that. And the Lord will supply everything you need for the next phase. But All right, Shane, will you pray for the cooks? And then after that, Jerry, will you pray for her? Heavenly Father, we just bow before you this morning and acknowledge you are God. Thank you. Uh, you are holy and gracious. Uh, we thank you that we can cast our care on you, for you care for us. <clears throat> we thank you that through the blood that Jesus shed on the cross and his death, burial, and resurrection, we can come boldly to your throne. And uh, that is such a great grace. And uh, we thank you that we can bring our concerns to you and, and pray for others. And we uh, lift up the Cook family, uh, such a neat family, uh, it's been great getting to know them uh, and their children, Lord, thank you for how they've raised their kids, how sharp they are, and uh, we just pray that you continue to guide them, give them wisdom and patience and uh, endurance uh, to raise their kids. Thank you for this job that James has gotten, and uh, just pray that uh, you help him in this transition, uh, figuring out all the details there, uh, working in the new place, and I just pray uh, for his success, his witness, and uh, just pray that he would enjoy it greatly, and, uh, and Lord, you'd be glorified in that. Um, and we just pray for all the details regarding the move getting all the things out of the house, getting all the things in the new house, traveling that kind of distance, settling in. Uh, we just pray for the hearts of the kids. Uh, they seem resilient, but if they are sad, I uh, just pray that uh, they be comforted. And uh, Lord, we're just excited for this uh, phase that you have for them. And uh, we hope uh, this will not be the last time that we see them, uh, but we'll see them again. Uh, if, if not here, we know we'll see them in glory. Thank you for them, and just ask your blessing and grace uh, upon uh, the final stages of their move. And uh, Father, I pray the exact same things over the Amos family, and I just am very thankful for the the friendship that my wife and I have had with them and their families and our kids with their kids, and just the influence that Shane has had over me these past several years and I ask Father that you continue to use them as they move to Ohio that they would develop relationships and friendships up there and be able to do the same thing I ask that you would help them to find a, a good church up there where they can get plugged in and continue to serve and uh, be joyful
whole family out there. And I pray for the transition, for all the moving pieces, literally and figuratively. Um, the, the running out of the house and the renovations of the, the bathrooms and different things that are going on. And there's just a lot happening, a lot to think about. I just pray that you give them the wisdom they need in making a lot of decisions there. Yeah, but that it would go well. We praise you that they have renters for the house here. And that's a, a blessing. Pray that you would help them with the house that they're moving to there, that they are able to get settled in, and that you would give them that peace, that that is their new home. I pray for the, uh, the kids who are particularly the older ones who kind of realize more what's happening and may be sorrowful a little bit, that you would give them peace as well and that they would be able to rely and trust in their parents and in you for what's happening, that this would be a, a growing experience for them and something that they would, um, something that they're not, oh, the word is for it, but something that they would be looking forward to and that this would be a good experience for them. Um, it's tough saying goodbye to, to folks, but we know that you have a plan for us all. And we know that even though we won't see them for maybe the next six months until they come back, <laughs> we're very grateful. And I ask that you would just bless that family and that you would bless Shane and his job and that he would excel and that through the work they're doing up there that you would be getting all the praise and glory from, from how they live their lives. In Christ's name we pray. All right, thank you guys. Um, so we, to get the uh, girls up to speed, we are on a series called Stop, pretty simple. Seek, trust, obey, and praise the Lord, the foundation of our of our walk with Christ. But we're on trusting God. We've just begun begun to figure out what it means to trust in God. So last time we said, can you identify any areas in your life that you're having a difficult time trusting God with? Anybody having any not having any problems? trusting the Lord. It's always, it's a little bit remarkable when I think about myself. I've trusted the Lord for the salvation of my soul, but yet I can't trust Him for my daily bread. And why is that? Why is there this gap when we can trust Him for the salvation of our soul, but yet for the, the things in daily life we oftentimes have difficulty um, trusting Him with? Anybody have anxiety? Fear, worry, frustration, conflicts. Every day. Every day. Exactly. It's the world we live in. <clears throat> perhaps, perhaps, not always, but perhaps behind that is a lack of trust. All right, so what we're going through now is, is trusting God, and the first aspect of trusting God is how to acquire an unshakable trust in Jesus. So we're going to go through the scriptures over the next few weeks and those areas that you've identified, hoping that we can transition. 
our souls were once in darkness by God's grace where our souls are in the light but what I find too much in Christians is that our minds are still in the dark we still think like the lost we still think like the world so that's what we're going to we're going to go here to we want the light of Christ illuminating our minds so that we can be in the light so the light will overcome the darkness Christ's light will overcome the darkness um, of our thinking, right? We need to walk in the light. We need to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. And in order to do that, we have to have our minds set on the truth. So we'll start thinking in line with how Christ thinks. So again, this is what we're, we're trying to get our minds in line with the truth. Not what the world says, not what we feel. We're getting our minds in line with the truth. But that's when we do, as we trust him, um, and he becomes the object of our faith, ultimately. We want relief from the pain. We want relief from the suffering. Give me enough faith to get over this obstacle. But ultimately, he has to be the object of our faith. As we grow in a relationship with him, and in intimacy with him, that'll happen as we trust him. And then that's when the abundant life that he talks about and he's promised comes forth. So... A little bit of a review. Is there a difference between trust, belief, and faith? What's belief? Anybody remember what belief is? So what your faith is built on? The word right. Our, if we're we right, so we have to be careful what we're believing. It must be built on the word of God. It must be built on truth. But faith is, or belief is sort of what we think is true. Now it doesn't necessarily have to be proven if, well as long as we think it's true it's, it's a belief of ours and in the Christian circle oftentimes we're having faith, all these three words are I, I point this out because these three words are used interchangeably in scripture so if Jesus says believe in me, saying have faith in me have trust in me Okay, but they may mean different things outside of the scriptures but inside the scripture if we're talking about belief it's going to be equivalent to the next phase, which is faith. So faith, I can't see it. We talked about what faith was, but faith in action is trust. When we trust, we'll have more faith, and our beliefs are influencing what we trust in and what we have faith in. Um, so the key here is what we're believing, our beliefs. What are our beliefs? And we're going to get our beliefs from the Word of God. So faith, we said, from Hebrews 1.1. 1, 1, Anybody remember that? Remember what faith is? We get, a, we get a definition from the Word of God. You guys remember what faith is? Nobody wants to tell me stuff out. You can read it. Nobody wants to read it. Not even my wife. She usually comes through in the end. <laughs> She's not even opening up her Bible. Man, what am I, what's going on here? I failed. Yeah, Hebrews 11.1. 11, yeah, I think you said Hebrews 1.1 1, 1, and everybody oh. was thrown off. Oh, did everybody, I say 1.1? Oh, yeah. my It's always my so mistake. So we were all like nervous to answer at that point. She's right. Yeah. Sorry. My mistake. Hebrews 11.1. 1. I'll read. Okay. Wait, someone else 
No, you can. Just that one verse? Yeah, just that one verse. Uh, yeah, just that one verse. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Wow. Okay, simple definition, and we sort of expounded on that. Faith is being sure of who God is, sure of his character, and that he will do what he says he'll do. We'll believe his promises, certain of what he'll do, sure of who he is, certain of what he will do. When we have that faith, then it transforms our behavior, our actions. So true faith, we talked about in James, should transform the way we act. So trust is faith in action. It's taking outward action based on what's been transformed in my heart and mind. So they all, it's sort of a continuum. But when the scriptures talk about it, they're talking about these three things sort of in union. So the big question is, how do we acquire trust or faith? How do we acquire trust or faith? There's a, there's a verse in Psalms that says, um, at my mother's, when I was nursing, baby, you know, basically mm-hmm. you, you taught me to trust. Okay. So it's, I think it's, it's something that's fundamental. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you trust, you're going to turn, you know, trust works in all kinds of different ways, not just in the spiritual realm. Right. It's fundamental to life. Right. We need to trust our vehicle, trust our colleagues, trust our wife. How does this come about even when we're young, even when we're little? How do we get faith? How do we're saying we need to trust God's fundamental foundational principle of our walk with him. How can I acquire this? Can I acquire it? Obedience. Obedience? Absolutely. This is going to be a big part of it. What else? Think. Think in your own life. What builds your faith? Knowing who who it is we're trusting then you know that when we have trusted the one that we know who we're trusting and we have a testimony then we build our faith on what he that he is he was and will be so obedience knowing who we're trusting absolutely seeing evidence of you place your, your faith in him and seeing him come through right exactly so you you're witnessing Jesus says, you've seen the miracles I've done, and you believe in that, but in our own life, absolutely. Good, you guys are, are hitting, and we're going to go into a little bit more depth. Anything else? Christ gives us that faith. Yeah, we right. actually bestowed that as, right. as part of believers. It's not something we can just self-generate and work up to ourselves. It's something that's given to us. Okay. I like the uh, story of the centurion. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, basically, my job as a centurion Right. Help me develop trust, and they extrapolate from that to Jesus' words. Mm-hmm. So I think about you know my career, my work as a lawyer, and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff in court with judges and all that kind of stuff. That it's always God is using all of those experiences for me to grow, mm-hmm. to trust, and mm-hmm. you know. And then you, you also have uh, Paul. He says, you know, love always trusts, mm-hmm. right? Which is the hard part mm-hmm. because I want to trust those who are trustworthy. But mm-hmm. that's not where God starts, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, God right. trusts the untrustworthy, if you will. Mm-hmm. Me, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, very good. So you guys are hitting on most most everyone that we're going to go over. Um, anybody have any other thing? Shane, no thinking. Thinking about the move or thinking about the lesson. <laughs> I don't want to get all controversial on the last day, but... That's what you're here for. Who's going to take up Shane's role? 
I'll just read this passage out of Ephesians 2. It says, And you were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the course of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, or other versions say, quickened us. Mm -hmm. um, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. And, I, you know, in Romans it says, no one seeks after God. No one understands. All have gone their own way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I'm going to so, call you John Calvin now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting that, you know, through the hearing of God's word and the mixing <clears throat> of the power of the Holy Spirit that, uh, you know, when we're dead in trespasses and sins, we're unable to seek right. God and follow after God. Mm -hmm. But there's some supernatural thing that takes place by hearing the gospel and, mm -hmm. and uh, <coughs> God doing a work in us. It says in Philippians, for it's God who works in us both, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Mm -hmm. And so... Both to will and... It's even God's work in us to will to do. It's the work of the word. It's a mystery. The God of the Bible says it's a mystery, but it's it's good to discuss and talk about. But it's it's definitely mysterious. It takes the word of God. You have to hear the word of God, and then God quickens it in your your heart and your spirit to respond. That I mean, we're just describing salvation, but right. no, absolutely. So right. So Shane just hit here, and what Jonathan said that faith is a gift from God, right? It's an absolute gift of God. There's no way I could have believed in Christ on my own efforts because I'm dead. A dead man can't believe. God's grace and mercy come in and open my eyes for that moment. Now, where self-will and, I mean, we're not getting into yeah. Arminianism well, and Calvinism. Well, because will but has to come into play. Something else has to come into play. Otherwise, we would all be saved. God would right. give faith to everyone. You have to ask the question, why doesn't everyone have faith right. well, if I faith comes from God? I think too it's uh the father who had a sick child and jesus said basically asked him do you believe and he said i believe but help my unbelief mm -hmm. and faith i think faith is small it's a mustard seed it could be a choice to believe to first even if you're doubting it but you're choosing i'm going to mm -hmm. believe anyways and it builds and develops over time and right. so that's the next question Exactly. If this is a gift from God, can I make it grow? Can I make my faith grow? Yes, indirectly. Uh, through obedience. Sure. Through challenging I think, it. I think it's always a gift from God, but like also in Ephesians in chapter 6, when he's talking about the armor of God, he says, take up your shield of faith. Mm -hmm. so he's giving us the command, and we have a rule. <clears throat> he has it. The shield of faith is there for all of us. Mm -hmm. We have to take it up. Right. That's our role. Right. Yeah. So there's salvation faith, and then there's faith as we grow in our walk with Christ. So absolutely. I had down here the first one. 
faith is a gift. And that's why I say we should all be flat on our face that God gave us a faith to believe in him. There's nothing in me that deserved it or earned it. I didn't even want it. You know what I mean? But he opened my eyes to see it and to know it and to give me the faith to believe in it. So it starts with a gift. So we read Ephesians 2. If you go to, uh, you guys should remember now, Hebrews. You guys remember Hebrews? Hebrews 12, 2. We talked about this. We're going back to it now. About seeking God. Hebrews 12, 2. What did we say there? Who is the author and perfecter of our... Jesus. <laughs> you got it. Always the answer in class. Um, so what do we say there? <clears throat> He says, and let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the author of our faith. Not only is he the author, the giver of it, he's perfecting it. He is purifying our faith. Okay, so this is a gift from God. We see it there, the author of our faith. It's a gift from God. I had another one down. Um, it goes in Romans. Romans. So, so I guess maybe, um, you know, there's the initial onset and then there's the Christian life so when you say how do we acquire trust and faith are we talking through our Christian life or initially a whole package I even think that even the ability to grow Mm -hmm. is from God yeah we receive the indwelling Holy Spirit right exactly the Holy Spirit is is enabling me grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby we can see Right. Right, it's that Holy Spirit within us that longs for Christ, that gives us the ability to believe. Now we can shut it down. That's why I say we need to get out of the darkness in our thinking. Christians are living in the darkness in their mind. So what's the difference? We're not a witness to the world because the light isn't coming through us because we're so captured, so, uh, I guess, handcuffed, um, imprisoned by our beliefs. And it's much easier to believe what we feel. But I've said this before. Mark my words, in your Christian walk, you are going to be presented with a choice to believe what you feel or to believe the truth of the Word of God. And you have a choice. You can go either way. You can believe the Word of God or believe everything else that people are saying or you're feeling or what the television tells you. Um, so by the grace of God, we're going to get over those things and we're going to think purely the truth and be set free. Yeah, right. I was thinking, um, you know, the, the walking with the Holy Spirit is abiding. Abiding is agreeing with the Holy Spirit. And uh, lately I've been looking up the idea of God's glory. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not going to just agree with anyone. So I was reading this Piper thing the other day. He said, no one goes to the Grand Canyon to get a boosted um, self-confidence. Mm-hmm. They're in awe. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what we have to be, in awe. Well, why wouldn't I agree with God? Mm-hmm. You know, the Trinity, the Father, Son, right, and the Holy right. Spirit. Why? He's God. Mm-hmm. You know, and like the Hubble spacecraft takes these pictures that are trillions of miles mm-hmm. away. Like, God is bigger than that right. infinite exactly the, the issue though too is what you're talking about will never happen this side of eternity because of sinful nature so our goal is to strive 
to become like that, mm -hmm. but this side of heaven, it won't happen. Thanks. And it's so some of what Shane's saying too mm -hmm. with it, it's really it's us getting in the way of it, of getting closer, and it's us with our way of thinking, and we start to look at trusting, mm -hmm. and when things don't turn out the way you think they're going to turn out, that makes you stop trusting or it can hurt your trust when in reality it's a it's a totally different mindset it's a totally different viewpoint than what the entire world is trying to believe mm -hmm. so it's uh looking through this to right. get to where you're talking about is essentially eternity right and that's when we'll no longer need faith right right that's, that's what pastor said last faith week. disappears yeah. um he tells us that um that's why love's the greatest of all of these, because uh, that will remain. It says that to us in the scripture. But um, so right, we all, and this is this is in Romans twelve three and four. It says, "For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you." Okay, so God gives us the faith. But there is a responsibility on our end to develop that faith. And it will never be perfect faith because we live in this flesh. But I know, I mean, there are times when our faith is stronger than others. Um, and we can have perfect faith about certain things. I mean, the Lord gives it to us. So we strive for it, just like holiness. I'm positionally holy, and I'm striving to become more holy in my life. But I'm telling you, it all, I can't emphasize enough, it all goes through your relationship with Christ. You set out to be, I'm going to be holy, or I'm going to have faith that overcomes all these things. Careful. The intention, the energy is what we talked about at the S. It's seeking God. It's out of my knowing who God is, my personal relationship with Him, that I trust Him. And that trust is faith. It's it's in the dynamics of that relationship. We want to jump ahead and skip. He just wants our heart. He's going to take care of everything. I just want your heart. Give me your heart. And I'll show you I'm faithful. So we can't get hung up on what's out there and missing Christ. We need Christ. That's what we're pursuing in all of this. I think a lot of uh, challenges, the way the church presents it, the single most important decision you'll ever make is coming to Christ. But mm -hmm. that's that's a choice more than it is a decision. It's not a one and done. Right. It's a total change in lifestyle. It's an everyday choice. Mm -hmm. So the thought process is we've made this choice, now we're good. No, it's it's a daily choice. And mm -hmm. what you're saying is it should be striving every single day. Right. And so I think that's where some of the disconnect comes to is in the pulpit we are trained if, and I agree with the mm -hmm. it's the best, most important decision you'll make mm -hmm. but it's not a one time decision right. and it's presented like that a lot of times right and that's why God just doesn't want our sins <clears throat> forgiven oh my sins are forgiven no he wants our heart yes once our sins are forgiven you know this relationship starts but it is a daily walk it's a daily choice and sometimes we don't feel like it. Sometimes we're tired. But it's a daily walk with the Lord that changes our beliefs, that changes our faith and our trust. So don't set your mind, oh, I need faith to overcome my fear. 
Well, yes, but really you need Jesus Christ to overcome your fear. You get the difference? Because otherwise you're putting the pressure on yourself. Oh, I don't have enough faith. That's why I'm still fearful. Well, maybe not really. The bottom line is we need to let Christ and the Holy Spirit overcome to change our thing to be transformed by the renewing of your mind right set your minds on things above the battle is in our mind this is where all this takes place so what you choose to think on is going to change your beliefs that's why we need to seek the Lord for who he is God show me who you are in this trial show me who you are in this conflict what are you trying to teach me what's the big picture let me see as you see think as you think and the Holy Spirit transforms our thinking, enabling us to have the faith, the beliefs, the faith to trust. So this is a work done by the Holy Spirit in us as we go to Him. It's a gift, but there is our responsibility. So, are you saying that we need it? In, so in that moment, we want faith or we want <clears throat> trust. Are you saying we don't need to try to trust harder? We need to inform our beliefs. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying, I would say seek the daily. First of all, the battle for whatever we're facing is on our face before the Lord. When it's not occurring. Or it may be always with you. But then when, we, when it hits us, I think the Holy Spirit kicks into motion and overcomes it. But the reply of our tongue, um, etc. But yeah, in the moment, what do we cry out for? I think we can cry out, help my unbelief as the man with the demon possessed you know and the, the disciples we're going to get to that next but um in the moment i would say from experience that i am so much more successful in my walk believing if i'm in the word every day seeking god for who he is god i love you show me who you are i want to love you more i want to live my life for you and it's that love that motivates the obedience that motivates the faith the trust so you know, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, in the moment we cry out to God. I would go to go to God. The scriptures have your scriptures that you say in that moment. But the fuel, the power behind that, is what you've done in your quiet time. In other words, I can give you a scripture that can overcome this, but I would I would bank on if that's all you have is that scripture, just from experience. We all know it. it, it there's no success behind it. Again, God wants our heart. And he'll allow these trials and these conflicts to, to test us. Where are we going to go? Yes, you can have a verse, and I'm not, I'm not minimizing that, but the power to that verse is in your time with the Lord. Just like our testimony. If I'm, in, if I'm in the Word of God every day seeking Him, letting Him pour His power out through me, I could say the same words. But they come from the power of the Holy Spirit. I guess, and, they I, and I'm not trying to be difficult. I guess no, no. I just don't understand what, what you're saying happens in a quiet time that doesn't happen in a moment where you call out to the scriptures because they're God's word. So mm -hmm. there, there's no special filling of the Holy Spirit at a quiet time. Or do we think that there is? I think that's where we grow in our depth, in our walk. Mm -hmm. So that scripture has more power, has more meaning. In other words, and I'm not arguing against. Oh no, no, not at all. My, my and I daughter, want everybody to everybody to look into the scriptures and come up with the, the Holy Spirit's answer. This is this is good. This is what it should be. Is really sad about the move, and mm -hmm. I'm trying to help her. And so this morning, in her sadness and in her tears, 
you know, I, I specifically told her, you have to be careful what you're thinking, right. what you're believing. Absolutely. It's, of course you're going to be sad, right. but, you know, if you're telling yourself untrue things in your mind, right. um, you have to inform yeah, your, absolutely your, your what belief you're saying. system. Right. So in that moment, I think we're... We're called I, to think the reason the truth. I'm asking you is because, like, are we calling on the scriptures or are we calling on Jesus? I think we're calling on both. Jesus is the word. Right. And so... Um, I think it's one and the same. So I guess what I'm trying to emphasize is if you have a problem out there and you just want to get the problem fixed yeah. and you find a few verses, there is some good to that. But then when, when the problem's gone, I mean, what? I mean, that's not what the Lord isn't necessarily here to let remove all of our problems because we found a verse. Yeah. The Lord wants our heart. He wants a relationship. Again, we're saved, not saved just for our sins forgiven. We're saved for this intimate walk with Christ. And it's through that intimate walk with Christ that the Holy Spirit transforms our life completely. Uh, you know, but yes, the Word of God is there to help me when I'm tempted. Mine is get behind me, Satan. You don't have in mind the things of God, but the things of the world. I have my go-to verse, absolutely. So, but I don't want to... There has to be a, a, a walk of communion. It's the personal relationship with Christ and that intimacy that's going to fuel the power in your daily walk and your missions. Because <laughs> we all can say the verses. You know, why can we say the verses? And sometimes it has power, sometimes it doesn't. But anyways, yeah, I think uh, Psalms 23 is a good example. It's most turned to for people going through troubles. But it's because there's so much peace and it talks about it's the Lord which makes you lie down and calms you. Mm -hmm. And so something like that, or any struggle which I've faced, the more time I spend in the Word, which is the opposite of what I feel like doing, mm -hmm. the more time I spend in the Word, the more peace I have about whatever I'm going through. And so I, just, I, think, I think whereas at the time speaking truth is important, but I get what you're saying too and that really God is the giver of peace and comfort as well right so if we're looking for that we need to be seeking him right I just know it too from failures in my own life and having a verse and it's like God saying I need your whole life I need your whole heart come to me I'll give you power over that not, you're not mustering up on your own because oh I've got faith and I can I can overcome this. You know it's more faith that you'll get what you want rather than in my Savior who will do what He wants through me. No, you're being awesome. I'm gonna miss you guys so much. The point I'm trying to make is look, I'll be very honest. We've had three months of shame living in Ohio. Basically, right. I've been home by myself with five kids. Um, I've had practically no way of packing my house, but we're also renovating our house to rent it. Okay, so, and I'm missing like five things I feel like we're doing. But anyway, so my quiet time has been very negligent. Very negligent. Right. And I'm just saying. Shame on you. What I'm saying is we have to be careful that we're not trusting in that time. We right. can trust in the time. Exactly. God's word is powerful. Right. And it depends Absolutely. on your heart and what you're trusting in. Right. When I bring the scriptures to my daughter in the middle of the day, in the moment when we need it, Absolutely. it is powerful. Absolutely. And so, no, I've had little to no quiet time this summer. Right. It has not been great. But, but the word I, of God is I, I do not trust in my quiet time. I trust in the word of God. And right. I am not, absolutely not, 
arguing right. against it because I do pray and hope to get that right. um, habit back when we get to Ohio, but I, I do not trust in a habit. Right, so you're saying the exact same thing I'm saying. Yes, I, that's what I said. It's because semantics, it, and I'm not talking right, about it. I think same. it's an important nuance because we do have people, and I've shared before, it's a sensitive topic for me because I have a mother who spends sometimes 30 minutes to an hour or more a day because she doesn't want to get up and do anything. Mm-hmm. And she reads the scriptures, reads the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like she reads it out loud because she can't comprehend it. She's right. like speaking it to herself. Right. And then she sings praise songs for a really long time. Sometimes I think just not to get up and do what she should do. <laughs> right, so faith without <laughs> actions is dead, absolutely. What I'm emphasizing is the personal relationship with Christ. That's what I'm emphasizing, yeah. not the quiet time. Yeah. Like you said, it's where your heart is my heart just wants to overcome this because I just want to overcome debt so I get out of debt and I'm free okay fine but perhaps there's something behind that perhaps the Lord's working on your heart and you do it the Lord's way and you you say okay Lord what are your principles okay tithe I'm going to tithe and you watch what the Lord does and then your faith grows but you can get verses and all these things so we're saying the same thing it's not a habit it's not a ritual so I'm saying that about a verse not just oh grab a verse and move on with life does he have your heart if he's got your heart in the moment of time beautiful that's the way he wants it that's a perfect picture of what christ does in us and through us i liken it to what you're saying to you know god has given us the community of believers as a grace in our life and so if we're struggling marriage we can meet with you guys mm-hmm. or like with the metzlers or somebody right. like that and there's something spiritual that happens in that meeting when you're sitting before an older couple mm-hmm. and you have that conversation <clears throat> you're revived your mind is clear and you're, you're empowered to then do the right. things and overcome what you were struggling with and, and I think that you know when we meet each other and things like that we're refreshed when you sit before the Lord daily and have that time with him not so much a Quiet time. Right. It's, it's meeting with the Lord, right. standing before His presence. Mm-hmm. You're refreshed and empowered to live victorious. Exactly. Yeah. I want to add, you know, that maybe maybe the Father who who uh, said, "Lord, help me overcome my unbelief." I mean, maybe you know, it's it's the trials, it's the brutality. Life is brutal. I mean, you're a doctor. I'm a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, life is life is pretty brutal, and it's not always what. Most of the time, it's not what I wish it would be, you know. And it's, it's, I think that's, it's that honest willingness to suffer, you know, and then turn my suffering to let God work on that suffering to help me uh, know what it is I really love. You know, Jesus, Jesus said, you know, if you want to be my disciple, you gotta hate all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And it's, you know, and it's like, well, that's not the way I thought Christians were supposed to be. You know, I thought it was supposed to be like, oh clouds and unicorns and puppy dogs and I mean you know that's the way we present it in church Mm -hmm. but it's nothing like that right life is life is life is pretty brutal Uh, there's so you know I think about my mind and and for a long time I I, my mind was completely dark and uh, uh, you know I went to State University and all the rest and I was practically an atheist and um, so you know, so I look for, and I'm trained as a historian before being a lawyer, and so I look for the evidentiary hinge. Mm-hmm. What is the hinge in history that that changes, you know, from darkness to light? And it's the resurrection. Mm-hmm. You know, and Peter says, you know, 
God raised him from the dead, and therefore your trust and hope are in God. So for a long time, when I couldn't believe, you know, I needed that little piece of evidence, you know, to help me know how I wanted to grow and where I wanted mm -hmm. to go with my life and what I wanted my marriage to look like and all this kind of thing. So it is the grace of God and, and a gift, uh, but I still have to look at it, yeah. you know, and open my mind. And the last mm -hmm. thing, you know, Charles Finney in the early 1800s in the Second Great Awakening, you know, he was in this <clears throat> environment where it was like, they call it Neo-Calvinism, mm -hmm. where you couldn't do anything. It had to be like the direct, like a lightning bolt mm -hmm. hit you to believe. Mm -hmm. And what he said was, that's not the way the Bible works. Mm -hmm. The Bible requires us to try. Mm -hmm. You know, it requires us to use our minds and exercise and try to come to God. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you had this, it was like the, the Holy Spirit was like pent up behind this wall and it just like poured out, you know, mm -hmm. across the country as, as people began to seek God. Right. So, so it's a miracle. It is. I think you're right. I think we have to try, but the, the point, the overriding point is that the glory always goes to God. Right. And like that's the that's the struggle is trying to think that our trying is, is we should go to our credit, but it's never our credit. Mm -hmm. It's always God's. It's always God's. And that's the key. Um, all right. So holy cow. I got through point one. Yeah, I got <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um, well, great discussion. Now, we're all going to miss the Amoses. Who's going to assume this role of oversharing and Skype up all so. We can Skype you guys. You don't inter want to interfere with your believing there. I can do that. I'll be the antagonist every week. You can be the antagonist? Okay. So he's going to I'll ask the question to leave. But we all have to, this is good because we all have to take a critical eye of the scriptures and what I'm teaching you because I want you, it's the word of God that transforms it's, it's, you know, I'm pointing you to the word of God you get in the word of God and you let that transform you so I'm going to end here because we have to end we got um, we got a lot more coming because I'm getting to what you said in Mark 9 of, of the father who needed the faith and the apostles, the disciples said in Luke 17, they said increase our faith you know, we got to want an increase. we got to desire it. Um, and then we're going to look at, in, in uh, you, by hearing, uh, Lori, you said hearing the Word of God builds our faith in Romans. But he's in that same context, he's, the Israelites heard, but didn't believe. And you guys are sort of, you guys are sort of going. That's what he says in the rest of that chapter. Right. And then he goes on to say Sorry, he closed the Israelites' ears intentionally right. and then allowed the Gentiles to hear and believe. All right, so we're going to go over why Sorry. sometimes we can't believe. We know the truth, but I just can't believe it. So we'll look into that, too, in Romans. So we've got some good stuff coming up. Um, I'll close this in prayer. we got the party at... Right after church. Right after church. Just head out there right after church. Okay. All right, I'll close this in prayer. So our house is in Wildwood. If you don't know where Tanglewood Drive is, you know where Wildwood is. It's right at that 7-Eleven um, um, and the, the 460. Okay. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for your word, for your truth. And we eagerly want, desire your truth to bring light to our minds, Lord, that we'd think you think 
Father, I just pray for anyone who may be having conflict with their children, with their spouse, with their employer. One truth we need, Father, is that the enemy is not our spouse. God, reveal to us the true enemy. Give us the faith to believe that you that are within us are greater than the true enemy. May it sharpen our attention, Lord, to your details of how we should think, how we should fight this battle to be victorious so that we may be your light. It's not hidden, it's shining on a hill. Father, you are the light. You must do this in us. We want this, Father. Give us the discipline and the desire to sit before you daily, the wisdom to know what's important. Father, we submit our life to you. We take up our cross and follow you, knowing that you know what's best, that you have what's best in store for us. lay down our life that you may take it up for your glory and I pray over the Amoses and the Cooks Lord God the foundation they've been building on would be continued continue that they build skillfully Lord carefully from your word from obedience to your word God that they might bring glory to your name we send them out from our midst. Refresh them daily by your Holy Spirit. Comfort them. Caution them. Care for them as you promised. We love you so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen.